Uh, hey, this is CJ from Jeb Bush for President.com. And who the heck is this Dollar Hyde guy? Dollar Moore. Sorry, did I say Dollar Hyde? The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Episode 420. 420. I doubt it with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today by the greatest single podcast co-host in the history of the medium, the lovely, talented, scholarly Brittany Page. Mm, you're, or, feeling, you're feeling guilty now. Or, or should I say Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, whatever you need to say that will make you feel better. Well, that's what dudes like to come back on Facebook with mm. days later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You got told on Facebook, Brittany, mm-hmm. that you should just get used to being told how things are by a man. Mm-hmm. Isn't that effectively what he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He said I was getting all huffy when I was corrected on what masculinity meant by a man and that I should get used to it. <laughs> oh which and is fantastic wasn't this man didn't he have brad pitt yeah he has no pictures of himself yeah right yeah it was a one of my friends shared a meme about masculinity and um it's it's about like how men can be it's a picture of mr rogers and captain america and black panther guy yeah, yeah. and it says that um Men can be nurturing, approachable, non-threatening, like all of these characteristics. And this guy like took issue with that. It was like, this isn't masculinity. These are feminine characteristics. You well, know? he said nurturing is not a characteristic of men, of, mm-hmm. of masculinity, which yeah. is just... Where the fuck are you getting that, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you so, know? but I've I've always wanted to ask one of these types of people what masculinity means. One then. of these types. You mean the Brad Pitt? Profile picture type. Yeah, Brad Pitt. And uh, that guy's definitely not a neckbeard. He I'm sure he looks definitely exactly not. like Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, and that's why he has it. Yeah, it's, it's just easier that way. It's Brad's twin brother. Yeah, he doesn't need to get updated pictures. He can just use one of his twin. It's totally fine. From Fight Club or whatever the fuck the movie was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and he couldn't define it. And he came back and said, uh, handsome, muscled, and driven. Driven like like Uber, like driven around. Well, and so this this other guy in the thread was like, so skinny dudes aren't masculine. Like, so you have to be, you have to have big muscles. Yeah. Also, does this guy, Mr. Brad Pitt, have big muscles? I don't think so. Right. But the point is, it's just amazing because my my friend messaged me and they were like, he's I've interacted with him many times and he's been nothing but like kind to me or whatever, and this is so shocking. Um. Oh, is it really shocking to you? Um. <laughs> And get used to it, lady. Yeah, I'm like this. These people, there's not a chance that this guy would talk to me like that. Yeah. If we were face to face, there's just not a chance. I have that feeling about online interactions 
several times a day. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it would be hilarious to watch him say that to me in person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, just based on what I would say back, you guys, relax. Um, <laughs> and it's it's just frustrating. It's a frustrating time to be online. And a lot of these yeah. civility conversations, right? How do you interact with people? And when someone talks like that to you, it's hard to remain civil. You want to just say, hey, why don't you shut your mouth, cunt? <laughs> I mean, really? That's, I mean, that's what I always want to say. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it, it's hard to have respectful discourse when people are openly being disrespectful. And hostile. Yeah. Well, so anyway, the, the, the Jessica line is at the end of it, you signed off. You said, well, okay, we, whatever you got to think, Brad. Well, I said, I said, I'll try, Brad. Oh, like, I'll, I'll try. try to get used to being corrected by men. That's right. Yeah. And then two days later mm-hmm. or so, he came back and said, oh, okay, thanks, Jessica. Yeah, at like 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just been stewing and like looking at my profile and how can I get this bitch? And that's, <laughs> he got me. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over it. (laughs) Pretty, pretty good. As Louis C.K. would say, ruined my day. (laughs) Speaking of pretty good, um, we got, I don't know if it's just a gift because she loves us and the show, Mm -hmm. or if it was a birthday gift. Yeah. But listener Brenna, Mm -hmm. from right here in California, made us, handmade. Incredible. The coolest motherfucking dolls mm-hmm. i'm like samuel l jackson <laughs> on the motherfucking plane <laughs> um they're awesome they're the, uh, yours has uh like blonde hair and a microphone uh-huh. all the clothes are removable yep it has shoes and like pants yeah and a- I, mine is in like camouflage utilities mm-hmm. with like a chef's hat because i like to cook yep anyway they and are- the the camo because why I have no idea. Maybe just she thinks I'm a hunter. Yeah, I think you like to go hunting. That's it. (laughs) Obviously, it's because Uh, uh, I was in the Marine Corps. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) holy shit. We didn't know that. So anyway, we want to take a moment. If you want to see them, they are on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Several down I'm and on sure. the instagram and on the instagram and on which twitter is at i doubt it podcast both instagram and uh and and uh and twitter and twitter <laughs> and yeah. that is uh they're beautiful handmade dolls um must have taken her a long time super talented yeah we're super thankful i mean it's just it's really awesome um we're trying to figure out where to put them i kind of talked about getting like maybe a a shadow box type no, thing. No, you putting want them to hang them from nooses in the studio. No, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> and then you were like, well, let's just get a shelf. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. A shelf. A Why sh- was I like, let's get a, a box, a, a clear box so they can never get dust on them. And it'll be free from all of the contaminants. Yeah. So that'll be a good time. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you, Brenna. Happy birthday, Brittany. Thank you. Happy birthday, Jesse. Wednesday. Wednesday. Is the birthday. Correct. Are you excited? I'm about as excited as I am for today. Have you thought about what you've learned this year? Because you're going to share it with us. And you apparently get a full week to prepare your answer. I had 10 seconds. You know what my answer is going to be. Nothing. Nothing. There's all kinds of shit, but it's give me some time to... To distill. Oh, 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 give you some time? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to distill How much time answer. did I have? You know what? 
That's enough of that. Hmm. You're going to have to get used to being told how, where the bear shits, <laughs> Brittany Page. Oh. So, listen, last time on the last couple episodes, we've talked about germaphobe shit. Yeah. Brittany, mm-hmm. trusty co-host, mild germaphobe. Mild. Doesn't like double dippers. Do not. Her best friend betrayed her one time. I caught her mid-betrayal. Mid-betrayal is I turned how Brittany around, describes it. I turned around and she was dipping her already eaten mozzarella stick into the marinara sauce. mid Betrayal. I mean, I caught her, so she didn't. But the thing is, is it was in it, it was in process. That's an infraction. It was not good. So uh, Andy from Oklahoma called and told a story about his grandma betraying him with a <laughs> glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I did what I do, and you know, poked a little fun in all in good, in love, out of because I I feel like I have a personal relationship with the audience, and I hope they have the same with me. So if I, if I give a little ribbon, it's it's only from that. But anyway, Andy is called back and uh, just uh, clearing some things up. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. Uh, this is Andy from Oklahoma again. Um, I wanted to call for something else, but I thought I'd clear something up real quick. Um, when I told my parents about the milk incident, um, my dad just kind of rolled his eyes and was like, oh, Jesus. But my mom was like, oh, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like She gets it, you know. Um, as far as my wife goes, it's not, it's not something I really think about. It's not, you know, I I don't put a lot of logic into it. It's just a habit. It's just something I've always done. She just thinks it's funny. At first she was kind of offended, but she gets it now. Um, but, uh, the reason I really called was, you know, I have a Facebook, I have, or I did have a Facebook and, and Twitter and other social media. I didn't, for a long time, I didn't spend a lot of time on them. Um, but recently with just, the whole Trump thing, I really wanted to sort of get some logic out there and some reason and some, you know, goodness out there. But uh, I just was shocked at uh, a lot of the people that I know, that I grew up with, that I respected, you know, superintendents and teachers and people who I really uh, thought to model myself after for a long time are just monsters. And it's it got me sort of realizing that Trump... And I know I'm not the first to say this, but um, it sort of clicked that Trump really isn't the problem. Trump isn't the cause of this. He's really the symptom. And I sort of realized that there's so this this country is full is so full of hate and vitriol and willful ignorance that it's like even when Trump's gone, like what next? Like it's still we've still got a steaming pile of shit. Um, and so I deleted my Facebook and my Twitter. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, but and I really, I've been feeling so hopeless, you know. And the only thing I can really think of to do is I've got two kids and I really am trying to raise them to be better than everybody, you know. <laughs> um, we play a game uh, called What's the Difference? And she has a bunch of Disney princesses and some other dolls too, but mainly... The Disney princesses, and of course, there's only a couple that are are of color. There's you know Jasmine and Tiana, and Mulan, and there's really that's about all there is to choose from as far as diversity goes. But we play a game called What's the Difference, and we talk about their tiaras, which one have them, which ones don't, which one, like what color their clothes are, and also what they do in the movie, like what what makes you know Mulan different than uh, Ariel, you know, and 
never once is skin color mentioned at all. It's, you know, we'll talk about the color of their clothes and things like that, but never skin color. I don't want that to be in their psyche um, as far as something that separates us. So anyway, I'm, I'm about 59% hopeless at this point, and it seems to be climbing, and I don't know what else to do um, other than just get away from social media and just keep on living and vote Democrat in November. But, uh, anyway, uh, I, I really do appreciate all you guys do. Um, you are a shining beacon of hope in a hopeless world. So, um, anyway, thank you. Wow. Um, I don't know. Well, first we want to thank Andy. That was a really, uh, nice thing to say at the end there. And oftentimes um, we feel hopeless <laughs> Yeah, coming in here to do the show. In fact, today is kind of one of those days. Um, so I think it's always a little shocking when we hear from people that we're able to do something positive, yeah. <laughs> make people feel positive, because oftentimes we don't feel like that ourselves. One, let me say this. If you are feeling 59% hopeless... I would I would advocate that you stay off social media. Mm-hmm. Save it for your good days, let's yeah. say. Uh, I definitely go through times where, I don't know if I used to joke and call it like my dark times where I would be just too under the weather emotionally mm-hmm. to do the show. Mm-hmm. And especially, I mean, obviously, only after Trump that happened. But there's a lot to be positive about. There just is. And, and maybe that I maybe I'm optimistic to a fault, but we have let's put it this way. Let's talk about this Trump thing. I, I only really half agree with you, Andy. I, I don't necessarily believe that Trump is the symptom. I think Trump gave permission that oh, if the president is doing it, if this guy's doing it then those latent feelings that I have that in me that I've had to keep quiet or tamp down, they're okay to express. And we see that being acted out time after time after time from cell phone videos. Trump's president now. I can do what I want. Yeah, Mexicans are rapists and drug dealers. Even the president of the United States said that. We just recently saw with the toothless old hag in the face of the the guy who's just trying to do his job. I believe Trump gave space for that. And hadn't Trump showed up, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but hadn't Trump showed up, all of these assholes, that toothless hag, they're going to die soon. They're going to age out of the equation, and they're being replaced rapidly by millennial voters, by progressive millennial voters. Voters who are open-minded and understand that just because you have darker skin than another person doesn't make you less than. Just because you're born LGBT doesn't make you odd or strange. So there is an aging out. Attrition is happening within the ranks of these bigoted fucking baby boomers. That's just a fact. Right now, we are at a period where 
the millennial generation is surpassing in number that of the baby boomers. That's a good thing societally, and it's a good thing electorally. So keep your goddamn chin up, brother. Things are good. I mean, things are terrible, (laughs) but things are good. There are things on the horizon that are going to be beautiful for those kids of yours, for that daughter of yours. Well, I was getting ready to pull a Debbie Downer, and then you said that. Hmm. (laughs) So I can't. I can't now. Um, Yeah, I largely agree. I mean, there's, there's... Obviously, um, concerns that I have related to young people being recruited into uh, white supremacist and white nationalist movements. Um, and Jordan Peterson's not doing us any favors. <laughs> and <laughs> at least they have clean rooms. There, there's, there's just a lot of concerns with young people on the internet. And yeah, um, I agree with that. Becoming susceptible to certain ideas, and um, th- that's that's really concerning. But yeah, I. The discourse right now is concerning, um, and I we, we've been talking about it all day about how to get through this. Um, but we have a lot of emails about it, so we'll read those first. Let's do that. Let's start with a call. Hey, Jessica and Brittany, it's uh, Brandon from Georgia. Um, I'm just calling in about the topic of um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders being denied. Uh, service at a restaurant and you guys kind of idea that you know that could be used against the left and it absolutely can be and it will be used rhetorically but the thing is is that that's a bad faith argument as are most that the right used um, the, the difference between when a right winger discriminates against people in a restaurant or wherever, where a left-winger does it, is when a right-winger does it, they're discriminating against people for who they are. Whether they're gay, you know, black, Latino, Jewish, etc., etc., agnosium. When a left-winger does it, it's because of what they do. You know? At least in these like I'm sure there are examples of somebody just wearing a MAGA hat and maybe getting turned away. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a terrible person who carries water for terrible, seems honestly like not strong enough over the word. Evil people, let's say. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, What's the, the the two that went to Mexican restaurants who got, you know, ran out. Terrible fucking people who deserve everything that they get. And that's not the same thing as, you know, putting a sign in the window that says no gays allowed, which there was a story about a hardware store that did just that after the Supreme Court ruling um, on the 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 gay cakes. Um, so anyway, I thought I'd just weigh in with that. Um, uh, I love you guys. Uh, keep up the good work. And Brittany is, of course, the best part. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. 
Well, thank you for the call, number one. I have been seeing uh, many people making this distinction, saying that Sarah Huckabee Sanders got kicked out because of not who she is, but what she does. And, you know, I'm not just seeing liberals make that argument. I'm actually seeing conservatives make that distinction, too, for um, Jack Phillips. In the case of Jack Phillips, the masterpiece cake shop, um, conservatives that defend him will say, well, they're not um, denying service because of who they are, um, the gay couple. They're denying service because of what they do, mm-hmm. what they were going to do. They were yeah. going to get married. It was the action that they were going to take. So, Which obviously I, I, is asinine, but in their their brain, that's the logic they're using. Right, but this argument is being used by liberals, and I'm just not sure if liberals also know that conservatives are using this argument too. Yeah. It, listen... We, Brittany and I have both have said that this can fall down both ways. We, we, we're we not black and white on the issue. I said last time, 5149, I'm almost convinced, I'm almost in the camp that, yeah, don't serve her. But I'm, the preponderance of me is in the other side, just barely squeaking over the edge, tipping the scales in that direction. Here's another call. Virtually saying the the same thing. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. This is Joe Schmo bar owning dude from Washington. Um, I wanted to comment on uh, the Sarah Sanders uh, being kicked out of the restaurant thing and that oh, the, the discriminatory aspects or whatever of it. And Jesse, you were wondering, like, what's the limit? Where are... It, like not it seemed like you weren't as okay with uh, her being kicked out and if it was your restaurant you probably would have served her um, <clears throat> and so in my bar at least I probably would have done the same thing I was like who the hell are, why the fuck are you here like you've never been here at least and well now you now you know you do not fit the culture of this establishment at all And that discrimination comes from her ideas and her character, not from something that she's born with, not something that is inherent about the person that she is because of the way she was born. That's the main difference that I hold is that you're born with some color skin, you're born with, you know, crippled legs, you're born not a straight person, like, this, these are issues that are, in my opinion, worthy of being upheld, like, yes, like, you're, you're discriminating against somebody for some reason that they have no control over, Sarah Sanders has control over her fucking ideas, she can change her mind, Donald Trump can do the same thing too. He can stop stealing kids away from, you know, their parents. Maybe I would let you come in here and drink. But you know what? You're an evil fucking person. You are doing terrible things to other people. And I do not want to serve you. And I should, or I'm pretty sure I have the right to do that. And people that I serve, I, in a way, would expect that they're expecting me to keep those people out. 
because they don't want them in their space either. So main difference, you know, born with it, not born with it. Idea versus, you know, the actual person. All right. Thanks, guys. So something that I I just thought of, um, I used to make that argument a lot. I used to debate with people all the time um, and reference studies about um, people being born gay and um, the science of how it's an inherent characteristics uh, characteristic. And I saw a tweet one time from um, an activist, and they said something like, "So if that science wasn't there." If that science maybe goes the other way, does that mean that they don't they don't have rights? Yeah. Does right. that mean they shouldn't be treated with respect? Yeah, right. And that kind of stopped me right in my tracks. And I was like, holy shit, that's a bad argument. Like, I realized that I had been making a bad argument. It shouldn't be predicated on, hey, treat these people with respect. They're born that way. Yeah. Even if they're not born that way, they should be treated with respect. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is why we have the public accommodation laws that we have. It doesn't matter whether it's an immutable characteristic. Because you know what characteristic isn't immutable, but is federally protected? Religion. You cannot discriminate based on religion in this country. You cannot refuse to hire someone for a job based on religion. You cannot decide to not sell your house or rent an apartment to someone based on their religion. That's not an immutable characteristic. This is what I'm saying, and we're going to get to an email. Is it first, it's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and if it's okay to deny her, then why is it not okay to deny me? And if they can deny me, why can't they deny you out there? The mechanic, the florist, the baker. The owner of whatever conservative restaurant, fucking Hooters, whatever. <laughs> we, we, we should not be in a position to leave it up to the business owner. If you're open to the public, you're open to the public. Because seriously, I, I, and I've heard this argument too, is, well, you just go to another business. What if you live in a town where it's all MAGA hats? Mm-hmm. And it's not outlandish. There are towns out there. I grew up in a fucking town that's all MAGA hats. Mm -hmm. If you leave it up to the owner, you might be fucking shit out of luck. And that's not the country we live in. That's why the preponderance of me just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Let's get to an email. So this is from Brent. About harassment of administration officials. In my opinion, this is not about conservative versus liberal or Republican versus Democrat. This is about shunning and calling out people who are working to destroy the American experiment. If these people were Democrats or Libertarians or Greens or monster raving loonies, I would still be good with proprietors refusing service to them. As for protests, harassment, and heckling, only to the extent that it doesn't impinge on other people's freedoms, such as no protesting in a movie theater or a play. And of course, no violence. Great show. The news is the best part. <laughs> this is an optimist right here. Yeah. Uh, closely followed by you two. So um, let me answer that. 
so Brent Brent is is uh, is okay with libertarian. He, well, I'm not talking about those people. So his taste for dissent and and kicking people out of his business is different than the red hens, and probably different from MAGA people. That's who to whom do we leave the decision? Where's the benchmark of who gets to be kicked out and who doesn't get to be kicked out? Because when you start leaving it to the individual, it's not that easy. And the other point is where he talks about that this is about shunning people who are working to destroy America or whatever. You know, a conservative would say that uh, if you advocate for abortion, you're advocating for murder of babies. Mm Mm-hmm. And who better to not serve in a restaurant than people who advocate for the murder of babies, Brittany? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so again, you can't leave it to the restaurant owner. If you're open for business, you have to offer public accommodate. Now, if someone's a danger to your, to, to your, your clientele, mm-hmm. yeah, I see that. I, I just don't, again... It brought me great joy to her to hear that she got kicked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Don't think it didn't. I wasn't scowling and oh no, poor this Sarah. This is terrible. Sarah is a victim. Yeah, I, 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 at no point if I thought that. Mm-hmm. It's because she's not. <laughs> because initially, my initial reaction is emotion, like yes, oh that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then after you settle, you got to think. Could they come for me? Could I be the next to not be served? Getting my oil changed, my oil changed, my I don't know what oil was. My oil changed or And hey, didn't you work for Occupy Democrats? Yeah, I don't serve your kind here. Exactly. Go somewhere else. Exactly. Oh, I've heard I, I've heard your podcast. Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to tear down America. Mm-hmm. Just an, like the people that call in yeah, the beginning of the show and you, yell. You're an enemy to the Constitution. Fuck you. That you is don't what get people believe. Here. So much so that they make videos shooting you in the face. <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly right. This guy who loves his country yeah. could be barred from getting a coffee somewhere. Let's go to another email. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. I remember a few episodes back when Jesse was advocating for punching Richard Spencer in the face. I was driving my car yelling, fuck yeah. I'm so sick. I, I'm assuming that's how he said <laughs> Hang it. Hang on. I'm assuming that's how he said it. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so sick of the left adopting the moral high ground when faced with the intolerance and repugnancy from the right. As Jesse rightly pointed out, had more people fought fire with fire in Germany in the 1930s than history may not have run the murderous course that it did. I've always been more on the Malcolm X side of dealing with bigotry than Dr. King. If you don't step to me with your fucking abhorrent views about my place in the world based on my gender or race, then we will get along just fine. However, if you do, then we're going to have a problem. The left has tolerated the right to hold opinions too passively at times. In Trump's America, we see how every day racism and bullying of those with less power, immigrants, the disabled, has been emboldened. Each week brings videos uploaded to YouTube of people finding their racist voice under this administration. 
Sarah Huckerbee Sanders is the public <laughs> face of this administration. Her words have meaning. She knows this. The self-confessed Christian has zero problem in terms of shouting down dissent, sneering at the media, condescending, flat-out lying, and defending the policies of this orange cretin and those he surrounds himself with. So I applaud the restaurant owner who refused her service as I applauded the patrons who shouted down Kristen Nielsen last week as she was eating out in a restaurant. If you sleep with dogs, you get fleas. These monsters want to do untold damage to America and literally destroy human lives in the process, then go for a fucking meal as if it's all in a day's work. Maybe it is for soulless ghouls like them, but don't expect ordinary, decent, caring human beings to turn the other cheek and sit idly by. More people need to stand up and tackle these people whenever possible. Watch those pictures of children crying as their parents are torn away. Or watch Trump defend Charlottesville racists. Or mock a disabled reporter. Or brag about pussy grabbing. Then imagine Sarah Huckabee Sanders walking into your restaurant for a cozy meal. Fuck her. The fact that she called the restaurant by name on her government account shows her for the evil fiend that she is. Jesse, I'd have thought you'd be more on board with these acts of civilians showing this administration that they are welcome to go and have a relaxing time wherever and whenever they want to. Personally, I'd have taken her order, then poured the contents of her dinner over her lying fucking head. But that's just me. Keep up the great work, guys. You're both the best part, even though I disagree with Jesse on this one issue. Justin from New Zealand. Justin. Who, by the way, Yeah. hold on, sent this from his work email. <laughs> Buddy, yeah. this is one of my things that I go off on. All right. Um, add this to the list paper trail. Of, of lessons from <laughs> Brittany. Okay. Um, no paper trails. Yeah. No paper trails. Okay. I've learned the hard way. You Brittany don't, has taught me. You don't want to be emailing from your work email this kind of thing about dumping the lying fucking head, whatever. Right. Which, by the way, as, as, uh, as Adam Sandler said in Bailey Madison... That's assault, brother. (laughs) (laughs) You know, listen, I evolved on the Richard Spencer thing. I still, again, it's one of those deals where I'm not losing any sleep. And I do get a a certain sense of satisfaction watching that video of him being, you know, stiff-armed in the side of the face. But I don't know that it accomplished anything. If anything, what it does is it makes that goon a martyr. Kicking her out of a restaurant makes her a martyr. People feel sympathy for her. They feel sorry for her. And they get to make this narrative about the vicious libs. Yeah. And Donald uh, Trump gets to tweet about it. And and this is... And then she gets to talk about it at the press conference. Oh, yeah. Sounding like she's about to cry. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, for me, it's not black and white. Look, I understand what everybody's saying. I don't disagree wholly unnecessarily with everything it's just some someday this is going to end all of this is going to end with the trump era and where are we going to be left you know mm-hmm. one last call anyway everybody so far thank you very much for the emails for the voicemails we do appreciate the communication we do appreciate the conversation um this is how we work through everything uh, this is uh, Levon from Northwest Arkansas. Uh, Jesse was having a little bit of a problem with the fact that Sarah Sanders had gotten kicked out of the restaurant um, and kind of compared it to not the baker not wanting to bake a cake for the gay couple. 
Um, the only pushback I had on that was that she was not kicked out because of the color of her skin or who she loved, but more the content of her character. Uh, that was my only thought on it. Love to hear your thoughts on that part. Thanks, uh, Brittany's best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Well, thank you, sir. Um, Leave on. Yeah, uh, I, I totally, I totally get that. And isn't that preferred over the alternative? Um, but I, I'm, I'm struggling with this too. You know, um, my natural impulse. <laughs> Is to be. She's not a Christian. <laughs> Isn't that always your natural impulse? Yeah, that's <laughs> that was me. Right. Halloween last year. Um, yeah, my my natural impulse is to be happy about this, and um, I don't feel bad for her. Listen, when I watch the press briefing, <laughs> um, I should really live stream it. It would be like a. Oh my god! It would be like one of those videos where you eat in front of the camera and people pay you. Um, people could pay me to watch me watch the press briefing. Some, listen, because <laughs> I have to like I have to like calm down because we have businesses around here. People are trying to work. I was just going to give the picture that sometimes we have several rooms here at the studio. Sometimes Brittany's in here in the studio, watching it on the laptop, mm-hmm. streaming it, mm-hmm. and I'm in my at my desk in my office. Mm-hmm writing trying mm-hmm. to get something done and Brittany will start screaming yeah and yelling and mm-hmm. i have to be like hey man mm-hmm. come on man I'm- i start banging on the table <laughs> right. so Brittany gets very worked up about it yeah. I- upset i i i do not like that woman she feels you <laughs> so we feel you yeah i do not like that woman um but i think that you're making very fair points jesse d um, and I think that we should try to stay metered having this conversation. Um, I totally understand that there are people who, um, are oppressed and, yeah. um, particularly vulnerable under this administration's rule, <laughs> I guess I should call it rule. Are you kind of going in that direction about the civility conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear you. And I, I think it's totally fine um that there are people who are like yeah i'm not going to be civil because these people are trying to take away my rights they don't believe i'm a person they don't believe i deserve equal treatment black or lgbt so many other classes that this administration is fucking i totally get that and you have people like uh someone that you like on cnn kate baldwin or Baldwin or however you say her name and she defended stephen miller today when a guest called him a white nationalist Come on, really? In the name of civility. Uh, And this is the kind of stuff that bothers me. See, that's not what civility is, though. Right. And so I think we're also having this conversation about civility. And it's like, well, what does civility really mean? What are we talking about in this conversation? Is it we can't accurately describe Stephen Miller, who is a white supremacist? (laughs) Um, Or Or, or calling Donald Trump or Sarah Huckabee Sanders a liar. Yeah, we can't call people liars. That's not civil. Um, you, you saw tweets today of people saying that like things were civil during the civil war. (laughs) No, they were not. Um, (laughs) are you high? I, I, I don't understand what's going on. Um, have you seen pictures of like the fire hoses being turned on black people and the batons in their heads? Yeah. 
You want to talk about civility? Who was being civil? The people that were being oppressed? And you want that to happen again? You don't want them to rise up? I hear you. You know what I mean? Um, what Am I like defeating my previous argument right now? No, no, you're not. <laughs> it's just this. Listen, if you're black or you're gay and you, you, you can't handle because you've been fucked with your whole life and your people have been fucked with their whole lives for generations, for hundreds and thousands of years... I fucking get that. But if everybody pushes back in that way, which for some can be productive, I think, it's understandable. But again, I just ask the question. I just am asking the question, where does that leave us when Trump and his army of assholes are gone? Do we want to irrevocably change the landscape in our country where there are liberal businesses and conservative businesses and that's it and you can't visit the other one? It seems like a, 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 a self-political segregation And I don't know that that's good for the long term of America. And Trump isn't the long term of America. We shouldn't be making decisions based on what's happening right now that are going to reverberate into history. Yeah, well, you have notable Republicans leaving the party all the time. Yes. Um, George Will. I don't think he left the party, but he's telling... People to go vote Democrat to vote against Republicans. Yeah, yeah. Laura Ingram called him sad and petty. George Will, everybody. If you don't know who George Will is, he is legend. He's like, uh, you know, when Michael Jordan leaves the league, when he's in the league playing, you know, he's going to be Hall of Fame. You knew Kobe, you know, LeBron James. They're that's Hall of Fame. He's Hall of Fame, conservative, columnist. Mm-hmm. From way back. Mm-hmm. And he's telling people to vote Democrat. That is fucking seismic. Mm-hmm. Steve Schmidt leaving the party, joining the Democrat party. Mm-hmm. That is fucking seismic. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And you have you have more that are on the fence. Uh, Tom Nichols is one that I can think of. I don't know if Bill Crystal has left, but he yeah. is certainly on the fence too. Um, and the reason these people are saying vote for Democrats is because they see a difference. They see that the Republicans are out of control and that no one will answer to this president, that no one will take him on, that everyone is spineless. And what's the preferred option? Well, if you're a partisan goofball, it wouldn't be voting for Democrats, but they see something beneficial there. Something better about the other side. Something better about the other side. And if there's even a 1% chance that you can get one of these notable figures to go. They will take people with them. They will take people with them. When Tom Nichols flips, he's going to take people with him because people admire him. George Will certainly is convincing people. Yeah, he is revered. And they're going to say, holy shit, this guy that I have looked up to for so much of my life and I've taken direction from him and I've been inspired by him, he's doing this? Well, I need to pay attention. I need to wake up. There's going to be people who do that. Really? 
Because these guys are... Tippy-top shape. Tippy-top shape. <laughs> I mean, let's not go crazy, but um, <laughs> they're, they're doing something right for a change here. So just take all that in. You know, it's not, it's not you're wrong, we're right. It's, there's a far more nuance. There's, there's space in the middle. For everybody's opinion. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's good to grapple with this again. Um, creating these political parties where or these these situations where you can't have these conversations. Yeah. Where it's either wait a minute, do you agree with me? You don't. All right. Well, you're out. No, we yeah. we, we want to try to grapple with this, and so I love that we got so much pushback and so many people like, hey, what about this point? Jesse, what about this? Um, we love that. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I respect everybody's perspective. I mean, except for Andy not drinking after his wife. But, you know, other than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> listen, we, we love you guys. We appreciate the, the conversation, the, 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 the nuanced argument that we're developing here that is, that is congealing. We're, we're coming together with something that is beautiful and I don't know that you're going to hear this on a lot of shows. It's going to be a fucking echo chamber. And that is not what we have here. We don't mind dissent. We encourage dissent. Because it helps an idea come together. So thank you. We appreciate you. If you would like to sound off, communicate with us. Help us move the conversation forward. 657-464-7609. At that number, you can leave a fewer than three-minute voicemail. And if you'd rather sit down and record a voice memo on your smartphone, you can email that to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. Andy. Andy. Is a new Patreon supporter. Thank you. And then we have Rainer. Rainer. Who upped his pledge. That is fantastic. Beautiful. Listen, we have a Patreon hangout this weekend uh the june hangouts that's oh, right is that this weekend yeah they're this nice. weekend um on friday and saturday so friday at 8 p.m uh pacific standard time and saturday at 11 a.m pacific that's right. standard yep, time that's right so uh join us if you are in that tier of the patreon support and also don't forget if you become a patreon supporter anytime within the next couple days here uh last few days in june last chance You'll be entered to win one of two of those uh, presidential books the, with Donald Trump's face on them. The big, heavy coffee table books. Yeah. And but they're not pro-Trump. They are kind of explaining the melee yeah, of the 2016 presidential the election. chaos of the election. Right. I mean, it's produced, it was published by CNN. I think yeah. the foreword's written by JTAP. Yeah. So it's not, you know, yeah. oh, Trump. Well, it's not like, you know, Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire bullshit. Yeah. We didn't buy it from his website. <laughs> Right. You know, Newt Gingrich, I get the Donald Trump emails and I got one from yeah. Newt Gingrich and it said, I want to mail this to you. That's the tone that I read it in. And yeah. I was like, can you, can you not? I don't want you to mail that to me. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't want you to mail it to me. The Space Force. Um, <laughs> yikes. Um, so yeah, we appreciate all of the support, you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to 
buy some merch, you can go to dollamore.info, get yourself a t-shirt with our dumb faces on them, or a You're the Puppet shirt, whatever you like, a or t- a tote. Hey, listen, if you want to buy somebody else's merch that's on Amazon, mm. go right ahead and do that. That's even better. Dollamore.com slash Amazon. We get a little bit of that. You don't spend any more, and you're helping support the show. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So I don't know that this really qualifies as democracy worthy, but I got three stories that kind of took over the web. They all deal with race. This kind of springs out of Andy's concern about toxicity. The racial component here that is ever present related to Donald Trump. This week on the internet, it went nuts. And I'm so fucking happy about the internet sometimes. Sometimes it is a just a vile, fetid cesspool. And sometimes good shit happens. Sometimes good shit happens because bad shit gets highlighted. And this is one of those cases. That woman in San Francisco who called the cops on an eight-year-old for selling water to San Francisco fans. Now with the social media firestorm, a woman calling the police about an eight-year-old girl selling bottled water. Their interaction sparking an intense debate. Here's ABC's Adrian Banker. Tonight, a controversial call. This woman don't want to let a little girl sell some water. She calling police on an eight-year-old little girl. This woman on the phone with police about an eight-year-old girl she says was loudly selling water outside her apartment for hours. The child's mom confronting the caller. She comes out, demands the permit for my daughter. She said if we didn't give it to her, then she'd call the cops. So I said, okay, call the cops. And she did. The lady called the police on me because I didn't have a permit. Oh, you can hide all you want. The whole world gonna see you, boo. Yeah, and um, illegally selling water without a permit? This is seen in a residential <laughs> neighborhood it. near San Francisco's AT&T Jesus. Park Friday. Aaron Austin shared the video on Instagram. It's now been seen hundreds of thousands of times. The woman on the phone, Allison Edel, tells ABC News she never spoke to the little girl, but says her building security guard first tried to get the girl and her mom to keep the noise down or move, saying she did phone the police, but not to report them. She simply wanted to know if what they were doing was legal. Austin (laughs) posting this new video on Instagram showing her daughter selling water again. And Edel says she never made any racist comments, but now she's getting hate mail and death threats over this noise complaint. The family says the little girl was trying to raise money to go to Disneyland and wit now someone's come forward and go, given her tickets. Going to Disneyland, but incredible reaction to this story. A lot of people talking about yeah. it. Adrian Banker, thanks so much. I love the the mindless commentary after that. Yeah, clip. yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. It's a pretty big story. All Zip right. to do. Yeah. Got to move on to the next story, everybody. Huh? <laughs> pretty big. Okay. <laughs> um, so this chick's name, uh, Permit Patty, is Allison Edel. Yeah. And she said that she was just, you know, hanging out at home and the noise the unbelievable noise coming from this eight-year-old selling bottled water was just too much for her. And so she went out and she tried to tell them, hey, guys, listen, it's a hot day. Can you keep the noise down? And they couldn't. So she had to call. 
Um, no, the, the, the mother (laughs) who recorded this, um, video said that she never came out and complained about noise. She came out and demanded to see a permit to sell the water from the eight year old girl. Right. And then (laughs) when she didn't have one, she decided to take time out of her day to call the police. And now she's saying, well, I didn't, I was just calling to check if it was illegal or not. You know, who has time to do this? Honestly, think about your day. Think about your day and all the stuff that you have to do, all the stuff that you have going on. And you see some kid selling water on the sidewalk and you're going to take out of a cooler. You're going to take time out of your day to call the police for any reason to check. Oh, yeah. Just check. What's wrong with you? It is. uh, I loved on the clip. I think we both reacted at the same time, which is like she feels like. Like she's talking to the audience mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I know you think I'm doing something dumb, but everybody's going to agree with me. She's selling water without a permit. Like she really burned her, you know, mm-hmm. just I saw on Twitter somebody tweeted and it went viral that white people call 911 like it's customer service. <laughs> and what in the fuck? It's also what's happening in the Bay Area. This is San Francisco. The barbecue freak show is in Oakland. Mm hmm. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Brittany. Yeah. Well, it's not rhetorical. I need to know. You know that she sells weed for pets. That's right. Yeah. That that woman. She also is scrambling right now, deleting her social media footprint because uh, it's, it's adversely re- affecting her, her business, mm-hmm. her vendors or the people for whom she is a vendor are like, nah, we don't want anything to do with you anymore. Mm hmm. Well, after this video went viral, a musician named Jonathan Brannon uh, posted a purchase confirmation of four tickets to Disneyland for her and That's her family. Right. Um, so she is able to go to Disneyland, even though white ladies try to call the police on her, <laughs> even though they sell weed for pets. That's right. Mm-hmm. So the other thing is that uh, this interview that Roseanne Barr did with a podcast after her show got canceled has gone. It's out there now. <laughs> where she like bawled and uh, it, it, I, I want to get the audience's take on it because it sounds completely fucking fake and contrived to me. All right. So we're hearing this for the first time this morning. Roseanne Barr got emotional in a podcast interview. Apparently this was recorded in the days after the controversy when she put out that racist tweet about former advisor, Obama advisor, Valerie Jarrett, that led to ABC canceling her show, Roseanne. The actress says her words were misconstrued. I didn't mean what they think I meant, and that's what's so painful. But I have to face that uh, this hurt people. I horribly regret it. Are you kidding? I've lost everything, and I regretted it before I lost everything. Oh, yeah, you did. That's why you said said it first. God, (laughs) I am willing to accept whatever consequences this brings because I know I've done wrong. I'm willing to accept what the consequences are, and I do, and I have. Again, I think the important thing to remember here is this was recorded immediately after my understanding is this all happened. She got fired by ABC. We know now that ABC is going to put the Connors on without Roseanne coming up. But this interview recorded some time ago, only released now, and in parts we didn't play, she also continues to blame Ambien, saying mm-hmm. in a part of it was Ambien. She also continues to suggest, and this is hard to believe, that she didn't know Valerie Jarrett was black. No idea. Um, so, you know, 
I, I mean, look, she's very emotional, and she's speaking to the... Ah, we don't need to hear all that. But it just, it, it, it follows the common pattern we talk about on the show all the time. Listen to how they were talking about that, though. This is the kind of stuff that needs to stop. She was so emotional. Listen to her. Yeah. What, yeah. Are, you, what are you guys doing? Did they hear doing? something different than we heard? Yeah, because I know. The, that was phony the bullshit. The first thing out of her mouth was, I've lost everything. Of course I regret this. But I would regret it even if I didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. Whatever. You said it, and then you realized, oh, shit, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> so I'm going to start up with a little bit of tears. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to talk about God. Mm. These, are, these are all winners. Poor. Well, it was right? Rabbi Shmuley, his show. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but do you notice the common trope here? It's consequence followed by deep regret and sorrow after the consequence. Not after the, the bad shit you did. Because before she got her shit yanked, it was all about, I didn't, she was still tweeting. She was still talking about Ambien. She's still doing that. But not taking responsibility for what she did. Only after her show got yanked did the, the regret and the sorrow and the tears come. It's fucking bullshit. Contrived. But again, this parallels the woman who's now very sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, I didn't call. I didn't mean to call the cops. It just happened. I got 911 on speed dial, y'all. <laughs> I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. We have a problem with 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 race in this country and the way white people interact with black people. And it's it, the problem is and I wonder which one is feeding the other or if it is at all. It's it's I think that we witness cops, people in authority acting with impunity and terribly against black people in America. And it's, well, if, if, if the government's doing it, if the authorities are doing it, if respected members of the law enforcement community, oh, my God. And it just happens. Well, I think some people would argue that um, this has always been the state of America and that racism has always been here. And the reason that we're seeing it now is because people take out their phones and record mm. it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a so good point. So people of color have been out in public and receiving this treatment for um, as long as they've been alive. There just weren't cell phones. And out in the world. And yeah, there just weren't cell phones. But uh, certainly, I mean, you see cops abusing their power and that certainly does something, I'm sure. Well, and then we've got the two components we're talking about right now that just happened in Pittsburgh. Cell phones and cops gunning down unarmed black youth. To the shooting death of a teen running from police, an officer opening fire in East Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Daily protests have followed the shooting of Antoine Rose that began with a traffic stop. And tonight, for the first time, we're hearing from the teen's parents. ABC's Kenneth Moten on the scene again for us tonight. I miss my baby. Tonight, the words of the grieving mother and father of Antoine Rose. Every time he turned on the TV, it's a young African-American male shot by the police. And you say, I feel sorry for them. To them is me. To them is him. The 17-year-old shot and killed by East Pittsburgh police officer Michael Ross fell last week as he ran away from a traffic stop. He murdered my son. 
and cold blood. The car Antoine was riding in was suspected of being involved in a drive-by shooting. Investigators say two guns were found inside and the teen had an empty gun clip in his pocket. The ones that say Antoine shouldn't have been in the car, to that you say. When I leave here and we leave here, we are going to the wake of our 17-year-old son. Antoine's death has sparked nights of widespread protest. The shooting captured on cell phone video by this woman who didn't want us to show her face. It was like he was taking target practice out on this young man's back. He didn't flinch. He didn't say stop running. He didn't say anything. Antoine's parents believe that video is key to bringing their son justice. By the grace of God, there is a video. Because if there wasn't, this conversation would be totally different. And that is a common thread among every single one of these situations. The video. Another common thread is the fact that if you watch the video, this cop puts a bead on his back as the kid is running away, his back to the cop, and the cop guns him down in the back, an unarmed suspect. Where is that okay? Listen, Police officers are there to effect an arrest. After the person is arrested, charged with the crime, it goes on to the legal system where a prosecutor will take it before a judge and a jury. And then the jury finds their their decision and a judge makes a sentence. The cop is not judge, jury, and executioner all in one. And for too long, this has been commonplace. If a guy has a knife, kill him. If a guy has a candy bar, kill him. Cell phone, kill him. Oh, thought it was a gun. Also, he's running away from right. you. Even if he has a gun running away. He's running away I from I don't know you. that it's okay to kill him. Why? Yeah. Shouldn't they know by now? That you can't shoot someone in the back that's running from you? You would think. You're afraid for your life when they're running from you. Again, this is a not a training issue. This is a hiring issue. How many other times has this guy acted like an asshole? Like a murderer? Like a problem? And wasn't checked? Where were all the good cops? following this guy around, watching him be aggressive. Because this isn't an isolated thing. Come on. Let's be honest with one another. This is a hiring issue. We need to hire better. So at Antoine's funeral, two of his friends read a poem that he wrote, and it was called I Am Not What You Think. And part of it read um, that he was confused and afraid, I see mothers bury their sons. I want my mom to never feel that pain. So this is someone who saw the news. Yeah. Um, knew, probably based on experience, how they would be treated by the police. Probably have experienced poor sure. treatment from the police. Yeah. Um, likely have. And um, wrote about it. And this is what happened. Again, the outrage and the protest 
that is happening right now in in Pittsburgh is 100% justified. I don't like that we go through periods a lull where things like this happen and then eh, we kind of forget about it. And then something like this will happen and it doesn't really rise to the level. The media doesn't really cover it as much. And I'm pledging to do better on this show. We don't always touch on these stories. I mean, there's so much going on in the news, but we need to be better to keep this in the forefront of people's minds. Because change is only going to come with outrage. Well, and I... And action. I'm just, I'm kind of thinking, um, because I just read the last lines of this poem. It ends, I try my best to make my dreams come true. I hope that it does. I am confused and afraid. And... I'm just I'm thinking about Donald Trump wasting so much of our time and I mean it's it's serious right he's he's a threat to the nation for sure yeah sure um but these stories can't go undercover because it's fun to tweet about Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Red Hen you know what I mean yeah um so like you said we need to do a better job on the show for sure. And I think everyone should do a better job when these kinds of things happen to also post about this, um, to also show support um, in, in this situation and not just dedicate all of our time to, to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. For sure. So one last story, this was going to be asshole of today, but I'm just going to do it now because it involves the Trump administration, former deputy campaign manager, David Bossy was on Fox News with, I don't know his name, something Payne. Joel. Joel Payne, that's right. And they were having a conversation. And Joel Payne is a black man who has screamed at him, you're out of your cotton-picking mind. Your final point, David. Hayden, all right, look, you said that about David. David, Michael ha- Michael Hayden posted a picture of Auschwitz. Donnie yeah, that, Deutsch that liberal, is talking. That liberal look, Michael Hayden. Yeah, look, that, that look, screaming liberal your, Michael you're, Hayden. You're, you're out of your cotton picking mind. Cotton picking mind, brother. You guys, let me tell you, you something. Guys, you guys let me are, tell you, you something. I got some. I got some. I got, I got some relatives. This is this is ridiculous. I'm not going to allow you to attack me like that. On TV, I, I, I'm not out of my cotton picking You're mind. out of your mind. You're okay, out of your mind. Okay, he said you're out of your mind. Oh, Gentlemen, please. we're going to leave this it right is, there. Oh, really? This is ridiculous. Okay. This is what's gone on in America. This is what we're about. All right. And Thank Henry. You. This is Let's outrageous. end it on a civil note. I appreciate you both coming in. Let's Have end it on a civil Sunday note. With your family. Happy okay. Sunday. Thank you, guys. David, Joel, thank you. Nor- Did you hear Ed Henry? Yeah. Did you hear him try to actively gaslight him? Yeah. Well, they had to come back from break. And I think somebody in the control room said, hey, dude, you got to say something. He said, you're he said you're out of your mind. No, that's not what he said. Yeah. Don't try to say that. That is not what he said. He tried to say that the second time. What the hell was that? I didn't hear that part. Now I'm like very pissed off. <laughs> I can tell. And you should be. This is outrageous. Listen, it, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. David Bossy. Let's say he didn't know that you're out of your cotton picking mind. With the history of slavery and cotton picking 
the duty of slaves. Let's say he is just a fucking idiot and doesn't understand the history behind that statement. If that's the case and he doesn't know, it means he's ignorant of the history of black Americans. So ignorant that he doesn't know. And that in and of itself is indictable. That's a fucking problem. That someone who speaks is a surrogate for the president of the United States because he was the deputy campaign manager, that he's so fucking ignorant. Come on. So what had just been said, Joel Payne said, uh, you you don't have to be a golden retriever to hear all the dog whistles coming out of the White House these days and from my friend David here. And then that's what he when he said it. Yeah. Which makes it worse. Yeah. Well, it makes it seem like uh, it was intended. It makes it absolutely seem intentional. Yeah. And uh, what's happened to him? Oh, he's suspended for two weeks. Oh. Great. Fox News. Oh. Taking care of the biz. So, Fox News. I also want to say Network of Racists. Fox News host Ed Henry came back and said I want to make clear that Fox News and the show myself we don't agree with that particular phrase. It was obviously offensive. Oh, is that why your knee-jerk defense was to defend him and try to act like he didn't say it? Right. He said that you're out of your mind. Really? <laughs> it's Fox News. Seriously. It's these aren't our kids. It's the same network where, oh, yeah, those uh, screaming babies who are being stripped from their parents, those are actors. So this is what he said, quote, during a heated segment on Fox and Friends today, I should have chosen my words more carefully and never used the offensive phrase that I did. I apologize to Joel Payne, Fox News and its viewers. Donald Trump, baby. Yeah. During a heated segment, I should have chosen my words more carefully. This just tells me, like, you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm saying even if we do that. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. You're, you're, <laughs> you're giving him. What are you him, doing to me? What are you, the audience yeah. hearing what you want to hear? <laughs> I know, right? Goddamn. <laughs> what, how dare you say that to the audience? Um, yeah. How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, it's in his heart. Okay, because when he's reacting during a heated moment and that's where he naturally goes. Yeah. Oh, listen, man, it was a heated moment. I said some racist shit. Sorry about that, bro. (laughs) That's that's who you are inside, bro. Bro. You know, enough with the bro. If I say bro, you can't answer with bro. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of bro talk from now on. We're going to leave it there, bro. (laughs) All right. We are going to leave it there, bro. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We would love to hear from you about any of the topics that we talked about today or any other day. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email those voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Why don't you follow us on Twitter, too? At Brittany E. Page. At Dollamore. At I Doubt It Podcast. Seriously, go check and make sure that you're following. Okay. It's really important. It is so important. So you know when we're late for the shows, when they're coming. It's you know. the most important thing you'll do today. Uh, le-jed-li. <laughs> the most important thing. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see you next time. We'd love to have you. Part of the Patreon family. Mm-hmm. Supporting the show, helping produce the show. 100%. Having a hangout call with us at the the end of the month, each month, mm. doing the 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 live streams, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. 
mm-hmm. getting some stickers. You know, the stickers. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. As Adam Sandler said in Bailey Madison, that's assault, brother. <laughs> <laughs>